says this in Matthew chapter 1, starting at verse number 18. The Bible says, Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sins. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you, Lord God, for what we feel. But Lord, again, this is your church. We are your people. These are your sheep. I am your vessel, Lord God. I pray that you will help me, Lord, to speak every word as in, intended. I pray that my flesh will not get in the way. Help us, Lord, to leave here encouraged. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. My subject today is a very simple subject, and that is the one word. Everyone say the one word. The one word of Joseph. The one word of Joseph. So as I've read the New Testament and I've scoured over the Gospels and read them over and over again down through the years, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it always has fascinated me that you don't hear hardly anything about Joseph. Here it is, the earthly father of Jesus. He had to have a lot to say. There's no biblical exchange between Joseph and his son, Jesus. There's no words that are exchanged between Joseph and his son or even Joseph and even his wife, Mary. There's no biblical words throughout the Bible. I mean, you can search anywhere. There's even no reference really of him saying anything from the apostles or anyone in the New Testament as you read the epistles. Why don't we hear a lot about Joseph? There had to be words that were said of Joseph. There had to be times when Joseph would sit down with this baby boy, Jesus, and begin to talk with him. What a great example that would have been of the father and son. It would have been something that, you know, it would have been a great example to teach our fathers of how to talk to their sons. There had to be times, you just wonder, I wonder if Jesus slipped and fell. He ever bumped his head or scraped his knees? And was Joseph the type of father to say, oh, get up, boy, you're going to be okay? It's just a little bit of blood. Or was he the type of father to run over there to, to Jesus quickly and say, oh, I know who you are, so are you okay? I, I don't want the father to think that I can't take care of you. What, what type of man was Joseph? We don't know. 
We only know very little about him because we don't hear him talk. We don't hear him say anything. We hear a lot of things about his mother. We sing songs about Mary. Mary, did you know? We don't say anything about Joseph, did you know? What about Joseph? We sing Mary, did you know? And it was Mary when Jesus was at the wedding feast with his friends and Mary's there and they've run out of wine and Mary's the one that goes to Jesus and says, hey, they've run out of wine. And he turns to the servants and says, hey, I want you to do whatever he tells you to do. It was Mary that is obvious that she knew that he was more than a man. I wonder if Joseph knew the same thing. The Bible lets us know that when Jesus was 12 years old, that Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. Now, if you want anybody to stick by your side, I want it to be Jesus. And, 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 and so it, it was amazing how they lost Jesus. And, and so, but if you read the scripture, you will find that when they come back and find Jesus, it's Mary that approaches Jesus. That says, where were you? And Jesus responds back to his mother and says, now, you know, I'm about my father's business. I was in the temple teaching. We even hear about Jesus having brothers and sisters. He had half brothers and sisters because Mary and Joseph, they came together after Jesus was born and they had children. We even know that some of Jesus' half brothers were writers of the New Testament. We know about them. We hear about them. We hear a lot about the family of Jesus. But what about daddy? Poor, poor daddy. We don't hear anything about daddy. We don't even know if there's a word that Joseph even says or even speaks at all. And it's, it's amazing to me because we know that Joseph was a righteous man. Because the scripture says that. The Bible says in Matthew 1.19, then Joseph, her husband, being a just man. We know that he was a just man, just meaning righteous. We know, and he had to be, think of it, that God chose Mary and Mary was already espoused, the Bible says, to Joseph. Now, God refers to Mary and Joseph as husband and wife. They were already together. They were already one. They were already united. They just haven't came together yet to produce children. So if God chose Mary as someone to be pure, Joseph had to be pure as well. He had to be pure. Just think of it. Just one wrong move, one wrong word out of Joseph's mouth could have messed up everything. So it couldn't just be Mary who was pure in heart, who was righteous. Joseph had to be pure and righteous as well. So why don't we hear anything from Joseph? And, 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 and it's amazing because if you think about what took place and what happened, here it is where the angel of the Lord shows up to Mary and says, hey, you're about to produce a child. She says, well, how can this be? I'm a virgin. There's no way this can happen. The Holy Ghost is going to overshadow you, Mary. You're going to bring forth a son. They're going to call his name Jesus, and he shall save his people from their sins. Now, imagine this because here Mary and Joseph are together. That means the invitations have already been sent out for the wedding. They've already taken their engagement. 
engagement photos. It's all over social media. Everybody in the neighborhood knows about it. Everybody, their friends and family, they've already got the caterer ready. They've already gone to the venue. They got all these things together. And here comes Mary to Joseph saying, hey, I'm pregnant. Now, I like surprises. I, I, I do. I enjoy surprises. I enjoy them. I kind of like knowing a little bit what my surprise is, but I'm okay with surprises. But there's some surprises I can do without. And this is one of the ones I could have did without. Because here we are getting everything together, and then you want to show up to me talking about you pregnant? Wait a minute. You told me you was a virgin. The Bible says when he fought on these things. So I don't know how long he fought on it because the scripture does not tell us how long he fought on it. But something like this, five minutes is long enough. It don't take long to say, okay, one plus one is two here. So if you pregnant and we haven't been together, who you been with? So Joseph is already thinking about, okay, I've seen you talking to that boy at the market the other day. Billy came over the other day asking for some soup. He don't need no soup. He wasn't sick. All these things are running through his mind. You better believe it. Come on, man. How many in here would already be thinking of something? Your wife came to you talking about, I'm pregnant. All right, I got about 15 honest men in here. something's wrong, something's not adding up here. And the Bible says, as he thought on these things, he's wondering, he's thinking all this time. The Bible lets us know that the angel had to come talk to Joseph. <laughs> and if your wife came to you, man, with something like that, God better send an angel from heaven to come down. Because I'm sorry, I can call the preacher, the pastor. I'm not listening to him. God, you got to come yourself. An angel better show up and tell me what's going on because I'm not listening to no man. Because you might be the one. Uh, are y'all ready to have church in here this uh, today or what? Huh? Y'all sitting here looking at me all confused and crazy, wondering where am I going today? I'm going somewhere. Just, just follow me here. Trust me here. Okay? I got presents to open at home. Somebody say amen. Okay, now y'all with me. And so an angel shows up, says, in the first words out of the angel's mouth, read it. He says, fear not. <laughs> because Joseph is worried right now. He is fearful right now. What am I going to tell my parents? What am I going to tell the city folk? What, what am I going to do here? So hiding her away privately just wasn't for Mary. It was for his sake, too. The angel of the Lord shows him and says, hey, 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 Joseph, fear, fear, fear not. He goes on to say, fear not to take thee, Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. I, I, I really love this because it shows the humanity of Joseph. We may not know much about him, but at least we know the humanity about him now for us to really understand the importance of where i'm wanting to go here this afternoon we must understand hebrew custom so follow me here on this journey we must understand hebrew custom it is hebrew custom to name the child 
It is the custom of the Hebrews to name the children that the man would have the final say of the child's name. It was not customary for women to name children, although we see it throughout some, most of the scriptures in some people's lives. But it was customary for the man to have the final say of who the name was. Now, I'll give you at least one example just because of time. We can go to Luke chapter number one where it talks about a man by the name of Zacharias and his wife Elizabeth. For we know that Zacharias didn't believe when the angel of the Lord told him, you're going to have a son. And so since he didn't believe, the Bible says the angel of the Lord shut his mouth. And so when the child was born, Elizabeth begins to say, the boy's name is going to be John. But all the family that was around during the birth said, you don't have anybody in your family named John. You cannot name this boy John. So what did they do? They went to go ask Zacharias. They went to go ask the husband because what he said, that was the name of the child. And it was when Zacharias asked for a tablet, pen, something to write with, and began to write the name John. The scripture says immediately after he wrote that name, his mouth was open, his tongue was loose, and he began to magnify the name of the Lord. It was John, excuse me, it was Zacharias who put the seal of approval on the name. It was Terah. Terah was the father of Abraham. Abraham was not his given name. His given name was Abram. Abram means exalted father. It was God who changed Abram's name to Abraham, exalted father of multitudes. It was Abraham then who named his son Isaac, but God gave him that name. He told Abraham and Sarah that you're going to have a son and you're going to call his name Isaac. But when he was born, God didn't come down. An angel didn't come down and say his name is going to be Isaac. Abraham had to say his name is Isaac. It was Isaac then that had Jacob. And we know Jacob's name was changed to Israel, but his name was changed to Israel by God. But his given name was from his father. The father was the one to give the name. He was the one, no matter what angel of the Lord would say, this is what his name was. This is what it is. The father had to be the one to speak and say, this is the name. So if the father would say a different name that contradict the angel of the Lord or the voice of God, then that is what that child's name would have been. And that child would have been living in contradiction. I'm going to give you another example. Jacob had a son by Rachel. And it was one of his, her last children because the Bible says that as she gave birth to this child, she died. And while the child came out, the mother said his name is going to be Benoni. Benoni means child of my sorrow. Because she had the birth in death. But the Bible lets us know that Jacob came and said, no, I'm not going to name that son based off your past and based off what you're going through. I'm going to name him Benjamin, which is son of my right hand. So the father came along and said, no, you're not going to name him based off your situation. I'm not going to allow my son to live the rest of his life based on your current situation. But I want my son to live based on his future and what God has given unto him. That's why it's important to speak over our children life and not death because what we speak over them is powerful. He says, I'm going to name him Benjamin. So here we are. We know the story that the angel of the Lord shows up and tells Mary, you're going to have a son that shall call his name Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. And here I am wondering, well, what about 
Joseph. Where is Joseph this entire time? Where is he at? And as I scour the scriptures, I found one word that Joseph said. Joseph is recorded for saying one word in the entire Bible. The scripture says, go with me to Matthew chapter 1. Let's start at verse number 24. The scripture says, starting at verse number 24, it says, then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him and took unto him his wife Mary. Verse number 25 says, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he, everyone say he, and he called his name Jesus. There's only one word that is recorded by Joseph and that one word is Jesus. That is the only word that is recorded from Genesis to Revelations. It is the reason why we came to church today and that is Jesus. He's the reason for this season. He's the reason for every season we call his name Jesus. If there's one word I want to be known for for the rest of my life I want to be known for Jesus I woke up this morning because of Jesus I need somebody to preach with me somebody shout the name Jesus who woke you up this morning who gives you strength in your body it's all because of Jesus. He's the reason why I sing. He's the reason why I clap my hands. He's the reason why I magnify the Lord. His name is Jesus. I can be known for a lot of things, but if there's one thing I want to be known for, it is the name of Jesus. If you want to be known for that name, clap your hands unto the Lord. Somebody shout one more time, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a lot of things we can be known for. I can be known for being bitter. I can be known for being angry. I can be known for being upset. I can be known for disappointment. I can be known for not keeping my word, but I want to be known for Jesus. Everywhere I go, I want people to know there's that Jesus man. There's that Jesus believer. There's that Jesus talker. On my job, I want to talk about Jesus. In my home, I want to talk about Jesus. When I come to church, I want to magnify Jesus. Everywhere I go, I want my steps to be ordered by Jesus. Everything that I do, I want to do in the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your voice. Shout Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Joseph was not known for a lot of things, but Joseph was known for naming the child Jesus. And if there's one thing throughout all the scripture that I want to be known for, if my name's going to be mentioned, I want to be mentioned right next to Jesus. So we may not know how he was as a father, but we know he called the man Jesus. We may not know much about his character. We may not know much about how he handled things with the baby boy, but we do know one thing. When that baby was born, Joseph had to be the one. Because it was custom by the Hebrews that it couldn't be Mary. It was a custom. So even though the angel told Mary, Mary couldn't be the one that said his name's going to be Jesus. It didn't matter. What does the husband have to say his name is? 
And so when that child was born, it had to be Joseph who stood there, who thought on these things. You better believe Joseph was nervous the entire time. There's no room in the inn. Whose fault is that? The husband or the wife? The husband. Oh, you better believe it. Mary, Mary, Mary he's looking at Joe. I told you to book the reservations two days ago. I told you. You didn't listen to me. You just thought you could just walk in there and do what you want. Oh, that's, that's just my house? Okay, all right. I thought I, thought I was speaking to some real men in here. He, he's worried the entire time, but on the day of most importance, the day when he needed to say something, he said the right thing. And on days like this that are of most importance, I pray that before you opened up one gift in your home, you talked about Jesus. If you're like my family going to open up your gifts when you get back home, I pray before you open up one gift, you talk about Jesus. I pray throughout this day, you give your Jesus some praise and glory because he is the reason for everything that we have. He's the purpose. Hallelujah. He is the reason why we can sing. He's the reason why we are happy. He's the reason why we even got dressed that came to the house of the Lord. Why? To lift up the name of Jesus. And Joseph was known for one thing. And I want to be known for that one thing. That I call on the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The Bible says, as I close here, please, Matthew chapter 21, verse number eight. It says Jesus is riding into Jerusalem here on a donkey and, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried saying, Hosanna, the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. But here's the thing. Verse number 10. Look at this. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved saying, who is this? And I want to be the one like Joseph to be able to explain to people, I can tell you who he is. If you don't know who he is, let me tell you who he is. If he's never brought you out, let me tell you how he's brought me out. If he's never healed you, let me tell you how he's healed me. If he's never delivered you, let me tell you how he's delivered me. Because I can tell you about a man named Jesus. He's brought me out. He's healed my body. He's delivered my soul. He's broke chains. He's moved mountains. His name is Jesus. Oh. Hallelujah. If there's one thing I want to be known for, I want to be known for Jesus. If there's one thing I can take to my grave, I want to take to my grave that man knew Jesus. If there's one thing I want my family members talking about me, when they say Eddie Robinson, I want them to say, that man, he trusts in Jesus. If you need prayer, oh, can I talk to you for just two more minutes? Come on, get ready to sing. But if you need prayer, I want them to be able to say, call Eddie Robinson, because he can touch Jesus. 
I hope I got some folks in here where your friends can look at you, Sister Natalie, when they're going through tough times and say, let's call Natalie because she knows Jesus. She can touch Jesus. She believes in Jesus. I've seen Jesus do things for her. I want to be known as a man that knows Jesus. You may not, you can say a lot of things about me. You can talk about me all you want, but one thing you must say when you say my name, say the name of Jesus. Jesus.